Welcome to the Talk of Fame Network. I got a good deal on those boys. The scout said they showed a lot of promise. With your Hall of Fame voters. Don't act like you're not impressed. Ron Borges. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Rick Oslin. I don't know what we're yelling about! And Clark Judge. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Go! On SB Nation Radio. We lost, by the way, but, you know. I'm sorry. No. This, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. This is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. This is not a joke. Moonlight has won Best Picture. Moonlight, Best Picture. not be a joke, but I tell you what, days later, it still seems like a joke, a bad joke. God, I, I, I can't get over that. Ron, you figured it out yet? <laughs> you should not be taking pictures when you're supposed to do your job. Whoa. That's, that's the basic bottom line of it all. Well, uh, Look, Looking at on? actresses instead yeah, of envelopes. I, imagine how the cast or the crews for both those pictures felt. I mean, wow. I actually okay. thought the guy from uh, La La Land handled it better than anybody else. I mean, I just thought he, yeah, was he did. pretty pretty cool and and pretty classy yeah because it would have been easy to pick that thing up and throw it across the room which is what goose would have done yeah he's calling right now to say thank you very much ron i appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. yeah that was hey, listen, the um, there are many more <laughs> embarrassing mistakes than what happened there um and as a hall of fame themed show we're only going to do what's right we would like nothing more than to salute yes salute the oscars for scaling the mount everest of calamities and claiming it as theirs <laughs> Yeah, that's what I <laughs> But, uh, guys, I mean, let's be real. Um, the Academy simply joined others on top of, uh, well, I guess on top of one peak. You really don't want to climb, and we're here at the Renai Studios to say, hey, Price Waterhouse, you're not alone. Nope, there are other moments equally shocking, uh, maybe mortifying, and downright unimaginable. And, of course, we're here to recognize those we can remember. And, yes, I said, Ron, remember, if you can't remember. In the National Football League. Well, such as, well, such as this. Kilmer driving for the first down, losing the football. It's picked up by Jim Marshall, who's running the wrong way. Marshall is running the wrong way. And he's running it into the end zone the wrong way. Thinks he scored a touchdown. He scored a safety. Oof. Poor Jim Marshall. <laughs> I mean, he really deserves better. You go through the rest of your life known as wrong way Marshall. Um, in fact, Goose, I mean, he had a Hall of Fame career, as you know, while you guys are on the senior committee, yet what's he remembered for most? Yeah, that's safety in San Francisco. Too bad. Yeah, I got one who topped that almost. I was in St. Louis for a playoff game in 2001 that Brett Favre threw six interceptions. Six. That's four more than Tom Brady threw all of last season. <laughs> and Ace Williams returned two of them for touchdowns that day. I think that's the one day in a Hall of Fame career that Brett Favre would just choose to forget. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Ronnie, you got one? Uh, yeah, I got one that uh, probably is part of the reason why this was not a Hall of Fame career. Uh, the Patriots once had a starting quarterback named Hugh Millen. Wonderful oh, yeah. guy, uh, not so wonderful quarterback. He takes the snap from center as they're driving late in the game uh, to try to uh, for the winning score. The time is running out. He has no timeouts left, so he spikes the ball. Unfortunately, it was fourth down. 
<laughs> stop the clock, though. He <laughs> did stop, the, stop clock. the clock. It stopped the clock. <laughs> well, I guess the upshot of all this is uh, Price Waterhouse, relax. I mean, you've, you've got plenty of friends, albeit in some of the wrong places here in the National Football League. But bottom line is, you are not alone. And you know what, guys? Neither are we. Nope. Here at the Renai <laughs> Studios in Scottsdale, Arizona, we have plenty of people showing up. And today, today that group includes former Ravens linebacker Zach Orr, who retired at the age of 24, Texas Tech quarterback Patrick Mahomes, the nation's leading passer and probable first-round prospect for the 2017 draft, and, of course, super agent Tom Condon here to talk about the passing last week of former NFLPA chief Ed Garvey. And because this is Combine Week mentioned Patrick Mahomes, we're going to pay extra special attention to what's happening and what has happened in Indianapolis. Now, Goose, I understand you're not going this year, and what's up with that? I mean, you and the Combine go together like like uh, maybe Levi and Strauss, and maybe Sebi and Mia. That would be La La Land. Or uh, yeah. Ron Jell and Tom. <laughs> or Ron Borges <laughs> and Patriots Nation. <laughs> so, I, I, Goose, go. well, really, I mean, when's the last time you missed the combine? Well, this, this first time I missed is 1991. Ooh. You know, back then the Dallas Morning News moved me off the Cowboys uh, to cover the NFL at large in 1992, and they wanted me to grade drafts. So I figured I better know what the heck I was talking about. You're going to praise or condemn a draft. So I went to my first combine in 1992, spent the next 20-some years building a name for myself as a draft expert. And the process started every year at the Combine, and that's where I usually am. But not Goose, when you first went, how many media members were there? Well, the, the old days, the first Combine I went to, we had eight eight of us. Mm -hmm. Jeff Legwald and John Clayton, Dan Pompey, Bob McGinn, just a very small handful. Right. No PR types. Well, what are you going to do? John Clayton, the only guy who knew what Plan A was. When plan <laughs> <B> was <it. laughs> that's right. <laughs> Well, what, right. what, what I'm going to miss, Clark, is the old days. I mean, throughout the 1990s, I thought the Combine was the best-kept secret in the NFL. It was yeah. the best week of the NFL calendar year because every NFL general manager, head coach, personnel director, assistant coach, scouts, plus the 300 best players for that coming draft. It was one-stop shopping. Yeah, and like, right. like I said, there was, there was nobody there. But about the turn of the 2000 decade, it became a media circus. Hundreds in attendance uh, then, and that became thousands by 2010. You could get quality work done in the 1990s. You can't do it in the 2010s. Well, I asked you, what are you going to miss most? What are you going to miss least? Well, the media's wrong. You know, once upon a time, you could get a one-on-one -on -one interview with a player. I can remember sitting down uh, with Tony Romo one-on-one. -on -one. He was an afterthought at the combine from Eastern Illinois, invited not as a prospect, but as an arm to throw to the wide receiver prospects. Cowboys took notice, signed him as a free agent, went on to become the franchise's all-time leading passer. But those days of the individual one-on-ones are long gone now. Boy, that must have been a long time ago because Tony Romo was talking to you. <laughs> was talking. Ah, yeah. There we go. At least a decade ago. <laughs> well, hey, Goose, when I ask you, what were you... Now you, you wouldn't know, you... urinate on your front lawn. Or maybe you would. <laughs> well, we might, you know. Um, when I ask crowd, you what you're going to miss most... There's a crowd most... doing that. <laughs> what? There's a crowd doing that. <laughs> <laughs> when I asked you what you're going to miss most, how about those Monday morning breakfasts at Shapiro's? With Coach Mac, uh, a.k.a. Dave McGinnis. Well, it wasn't just Mac. You know, I'd spend eight days there each year, and I'd fill up my dance car with breakfast and dinners with NFL general managers and head coaches. You know, those meals uh, gave me a good feel for what was going on in the league. we talk about their teams, the draft, and football in general. You know, they have, they, those meals helped forge friendships and relationships with the Bill Cowers, the Tony Dungies, and the Jerry Angelos. You know, when Dungy was coach of the Colts, we'd always catch a Pacers game at some point during the week I spent in Indy. Those were the days, my friends. Boy, Ron, I tell you, filling out dance cards, I think I'd like to fill out my dance card with Mia Dolan from La La Land. How about you? 
You like that? Yeah. All right. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Not, as my father would say, better than a stick in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can miss those breakfasts because you were there too. With the coach uh, Mack. Yeah, oh, sure. Absolutely. You were the guy that said, put it on his credit card. Exactly right. <laughs> coach Mack always was in his pocket. That was the highlight. Of the <laughs> man right. who never went to his hip. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. No, look, there are a lot of, a lot of great things. Uh, uh, you know, those of us who go back there near the start, you know, when they took all the furniture out of the lobby so we'd have no place to sit. That's mm-hmm. when you knew some things were changing, yeah, even yeah. though there weren't that many of us. It was like, what happened here? You know? But sure, I can remember, you know, going up a guy's room yeah. and talk to a guy, go up to his room. Now, are you kidding me? You'd be struck deaf, dumb, and <laughs> blind, or at least struck in the face by some bulky security guard if you, you try to do that. Well, I think we're going to revisit this later in the show, guys. Hotel. What? That's exactly right. I think they're building a wall around the hotel. <laughs> Just as long as that hotel wouldn't be the one that Mike Tyson went up into. Right. Canterbury. The Canterbury, Canterbury Hotel. That's right. That's right. 306. There. Yeah. Well, we're going to revisit this later in the show. history. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's get to what's going around in the NFL quickly. And Goose, um, you know, I, we ask you this every week, but uh, we're always going to stop first at your doorstep, partly because it's Dallas and mostly because you're our answer man. That would be Dr. Data. So, Tony Romo update. What, what do you got? Nothing new. Just waiting on the Cowboys to release him for the game to begin. I think, uh, I think he wants to be released. He wants to be able to pick his team. And he's got to decide how much of a pay cut he's willing to take. I think that the more money he he leaves on the table, the better chance he has for Super Bowl. He'll have better options. The more money you leave on the table, the dumber you are. <laughs> that's, that's the way I look at him. He'll sign for table. a lot of money and play in Jacksonville or, uh, the, or the Bills and spend hey. two years getting beaten up. Yeah. Well... He's, I think he's already pretty thoroughly beaten up. Yeah, <laughs> looks like they could, you know, they could have a career-ending injury. Go yeah, sign with Goose, one of those rebuilding teams. He's got to go. He's got to go to a contender, doesn't he? So, I mean, something I like a at Houston. At least that's... you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> what about the Me, guy in the other You understand hand? what I'm talking about too. Bottom line, boys. Man, got to get paid for what he do. If the man, if the man was in a poorhouse, I'd say yes. But he's already set for three lifetimes what he made from the Cowboys. Yeah, now it's all about the ring. Yeah, it's all about the ring. Hey, wait, guys, yeah, this just in, by the way. Uh, that was Ted Wells. Yeah, Ted Wells behind the Oscars grew up. Nevertheless, uh, I guess Warren Beatty's <laughs> going to be suspended for auditions for general awareness of the screw-up. Got that? General awareness. Anyway, coming up, no screw-ups. It's our State of the Hall with recommendations for the future. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to GEICO than saving you money, GEICO also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the GEICO app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Changes in Washington are not only affecting the nation's economy, but your family's as well. Quicken Loans can show you how to take cash out of your home to pay off credit card debt or invest in home improvements. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. 
Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. There are five times more hires made through Indeed.com than any other job site. Imagine a lottery that had five times more winners. A Sunday with five times more touchdowns. When you're hiring, it makes five times more sense to use Indeed. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. Do you have any idea what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? I think it means I might have some money in my bank account for once. You are correct, <laughs> sir. It means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago, just like Ron, and you'll put some money in your bank account. So go. That's Geico.com. Well, as you know, the President of the United States, that would be President Donald Trump, addressed Congress this week with his State of the Union. In effect, it's his idea for what's right and what's wrong with the country and how he or we can and will fix it. Sounds like a good idea, right? Well... It's such a good idea that, like Price Waterhouse, we want to join the party. Only nobody's going to screw the pooch here. Uh, nope, we're going to get it right with our own State of the Hall ideas, as in State of the Hall of Fame, with three Hall of Fame voters offering ideas for what's right and wrong with the Pro Football Hall of Fame process and how we can, and guys, let's be honest, probably won't fix it. Um, so let's go back to what happened last week when we had Bill Polian, who's the Hall of Fame general manager on here. Goose, you remember what he said about the process? Yeah, he said the process sucked. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, basically there, it. Yikes! <laughs> there need to be more slots for deserving candidates. You know, five is not enough. He said coaches need to scoot over into the contributor category. Yeah. You know, his complaints echo what we've been saying in the show for three years now. The selection process needs an overhaul to make it current. Yeah, and, and to me, he's, he's probably right. But, you know, there, there's something else that he mentioned there, which I thought was absolutely right, is when he told us afterwards that there's no need to invite the, the 15 modern era finalists in there in, into the uh, Super Bowl site and then tell right. 10 of them on Saturday, hey, uh, go home, uh, go home. Why? Because we have TV coming up that night. We want the <laughs> five who got in on TV. But you guys hit the road. And, you know, like he said, I mean, no wonder these guys 
leave feeling like they, they lost something, like they were losers. Yeah, you know, I, I tend to agree with that. You know, except for one thing, who in the NFL, frankly, including Bill, hasn't bowed down to television a thousand times. Oh, yeah, so, uh, that's right. Uh, right. You know, even, uh, even we have to do it. Uh, you know, when they hit us in the back of the head and make us bow down with those cameras when we're trying to interview some guys. So, you know, it's a little disingenuous, especially since Pauline did it himself, To you know. Uh, but he's right, you know, because uh, it is tough on those 10 guys. And, and uh, when they used to go out to the Pro Bowl in Hawaii, you know, it was a much cleaner deal. It was a week mm-hmm. later, and they go out, and it's just those guys and, and, and all of that. Uh, but now that game is before the vote, so they can't do it there either. So there's, there's uh, frankly, if that's the biggest problem uh, in the process, which it's not, uh, we would all be relieved. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, but it's particularly tough, I think, for those guys who keep coming back again and again. Like he told the Jerome Bettis story. Finally, Jerome Bettis' wife said, I ain't going. I'm sorry. I'm not going. I don't want to go through this again. Um, hey, Gooseman, um, I want to ask you something because you have more good ideas than, uh, well, McDonald's has breakfast specials. Just went there today. Whew, pretty good. Um, let's start with what you want to do with the seniors. And I know it, it's such a deep pool, as Ron would say. You know, it's deeper than the ocean. It is. Uh, how would you change that process? You and Ron are both members of the senior subcommittee. How would you change that process? Yeah, for starters, I go back to two seniors each year. One, like we had with Kenny Easley in this last class, doesn't dent what has become a daunting list. You know, there are 96 all-decade players through the 1990s that are not in the Hall of Fame, and 82 have never been discussed as finalists. That's a major, major flaw in the selection process. We, need, we also need a cleanup year. And hopefully we can get one when the NFL celebrates its 100th anniversary. I'd like to see a like an amnesty class of 10 or 20 worthy seniors. Now that would make a dent in the list. Ron, are you good with that idea? Yeah, no, it's a very good idea. I think the amnesty list is a, a, it's a very good idea. You put in 100 people. You know, we could find 100 people, Goose and I, without too much trouble, I sure. think. Going, you know, going back to mm-hmm. the 20s. So that would be uh, uh, terrific. You know, I think the contributor thing is supposed to revi- be revisited in a couple years. And I think we've got to... And really ask ourselves, are there that many contributors that we need to go every other year, and thereby every other year cost uh, a, a senior candidate as that pool right. grows? Well, funny you should mention that, Ron, because yes. that's a subject that uh, Bill Pauline also addressed last week and that I wrote about on our website, BeTalkOfFameNetwork.com, last mm-hmm. weekend, talking about the contributor committee. And he said he would like to move coaches, and he included assistant coaches, from the um, category with players and coaches into the contributor category. Now, Ron, I, I know we've discussed this here before, and I, I, I believe you're not a big fan of this, but but to me, that's the only way we're going to get some of these deserving contributors like uh, a Clark Shaughnessy and, honestly, Don Corio, or, you know, you're a big Tom Flores fan, so are we, but guys like that in. Well, yeah, uh, you know, I'm not a big advocate of putting coaches in there, uh, at least not head coaches, because I thought the contributor category, first off, was about, you know, non Football types, you know, scouts, front office guys, referees, all that sort of stuff. To say we can't get a coach in over players is a fiction. I mean, we've put in two coaches in the last five years, so uh, Parcells and Dungey. So we can do it if you're uh, if you're qualified enough. What we can't do is put in the marginal guy, which I would argue that Don Coriel probably is. Uh, no offense. Uh, so, uh, so I think, uh, you know, there's arguments on both sides. I, I think an innovative guy like Coriel or Clark Shaughnessy, who we've <coughs> talked about, uh, probably get short shrift because of the way their coaching record went, uh, and, and certainly any assistant coach does. Maybe you could relieve that. Uh, but I think head coaches, put them in with the players. Yeah, I think uh, around down the road, 10, 15, 20 years, when we're long off the board, I do think the coaches will be in the category because I think they'll break it down into players and non-players. 
and make it real cut and dried. So, you know, whatever. But that would give coaches a better shot. But I don't think, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure building to get some of these coaches in. Yeah, no, I agree with you, especially since the, the, the Coriel thing, that, that was brought up by Polian, and, and it's been brought up by others as well. And that doesn't mean he's the only guy. Clark Shaughnessy, and, and Ron, you wrote about Clark Shaughnessy. I mean, how is he not sure. in? I mean, it's just astonishing. You know, and Flores is, a, you know, to me is a special case. I agree. Uh, because in addition to his coaching success and his uh, fact that he was the st- first starting Latino quarterback in pro football history, and, you know, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a whole historic side to the things that he accomplished in addition to what he did. No, neither on their own maybe is enough, but when you add them all together, you wonder why he's not in there. Absolutely. A, a social pioneer. I mean, he's the first minority right. head coach to win a Super Bowl. I mean, that's, I, I, I don't get it. But anyway, Goose, I want to go back to something I, I think you talked about at the Super Bowl. And you, you had, a, to me, sort of a broader and more, uh, I guess, a revolutionary idea that you expressed there. And, and that, to me, Jaguar Goose. <laughs> that's why he's Dr. Data. I mean, come on. The guy knows everything. But th- this is a great idea, I thought. I mean, it makes perfect sense. You may disagree, Ron, but let's hear it. Because he said... He thought you make the field at 15, the best 15 candidates on the board from any era, not just modern era, from any era. So you make it the best 15 candidates. I think that's a pretty good one. Yeah, sadly, if a player doesn't garner enough support in his first few years out of the game, he's lost forever. Yeah, how does a Drew Pearson, a first-team all-decade wide receiver, fall through the cracks without ever being discussed as a finalist? How do a George Coons and Ed Buddy or Winston Hill all eight-time mm-hmm. Pro Bowl blockers fall through the cracks without ever being discussed as a finalist. Or Maxi Bond, a nine-time Pro Bowl linebacker. Open it up. Pearson, Buddy, and Bond are more deserving candidates since some, than some of the players we've been discussing. Goose, would you also have a senior category in addition to that? I mean, how would that work? In other words, there's a possibility you do the 15, you keep shutting out the right. senior candidates. Well, if, if you did that, you wouldn't need a senior category, but you'd have to have a blue-ribbon panel of football mm-hmm. historians to pick the slate of candidates. You know, right. under the current system, the committee stacks the belt with the latest is the greatest. As a committee, we're losing our sense of history. Ron, you up for that blue-ribbon panel? Uh, yeah, but who's going to be on it? Everybody thinks they're a blue-ribbon well, guy. Three us. Or, or lady. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start with the three of us, then work your way Terrell Owens thinks he's a blue-ribbon candidate. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The state of the hall is complete. And we are on to our next guest. That would be Zach Orr, formerly of the Baltimore Ravens. And he's here to tell us what is next for him. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green, Simple Green. Big Mo Case on here. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is certified smokeified. Eight hour smoked brisket, certified beefified. Ten hour smoked pulled pork, certified hogified. Applewood smoked bacon, certified bacon fine. And the Smokehouse Seasoned Crust and Tangy Barbecue Sauce, certified smokeified. And what's better than three smoked meats on one pizza? This certifiable price. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is only nine bucks. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. It's a great time to buy a home. 
Whether you're a first-time home buyer or an experienced one, Quicken Loans has options that may help you get pre-approved for a mortgage with as little as 1% down. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. ConsumerAccess.org. Number 3030. Hi, Tom Bodette. Call me old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms in Motel 6. Totally updated with all-new everything, still at a great low price. It's like modern art, only it looks good and has a point. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local, a toll-free number, or bring your own. See how it works? Go to Grasshopper.com. And speaking of winners, we've got one right here, Zach Orr. Zach Orr was the NFL's ninth leading tackler last season for the Baltimore Ravens and a second team All-Pro. But at 24, he's been forced to retire because of a congenital neck defect at the top of his spine. And to risk playing football was to risk his life. Zach enjoyed a short but storybook NFL career. He was a three-year starter at North Texas, but he wasn't invited to the NFL Combine, and then he went undrafted. No problem. Signed with the Baltimore Ravens as a free agent. Spent his first two seasons covering kicks on special teams before becoming a starter in 2016. And you know what happened then? He made 132 tackles for a top 10 defense. And now, well, now he leaves the game and is here to talk to us about his career. Zach Orr, thanks for joining us. Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Hey, Zach, you suffered a neck injury in the 15th game against Pittsburgh. And during a precautionary CAT scan, your, your neck defect was discovered. How does a young player with such a promising future react when he's told by his doctor that he can never play football again? Man, it was just a big shock to me. I, I went in shock, and I was I was real quiet, and you know I had a lot of emotions, you know, running through my mind, running through my body, and you know I, I, I thank God that my my father and my my agent were there with me to receive the news, and uh, so they were kind of there to help me kind of gather my thoughts and everything. But it's definitely shocking, and um, you had emotions of being sad, mad, upset, but um, you know, one good thing I had good family and friends to put things in perspective. And once I was able to realize what what was going on, uh, it pretty much was no decision to be made. And you've been playing football obviously since you were nine, I guess. You were, you were kind of a tackling machine at every level you played, high school, college, and the NFL. So, and you got to live your dream, uh, even though briefly. So, I'm just wondering at this point. Do you feel unlucky that your football career has to end or lucky that that neck defect was discovered before something terrible happened to you? Oh, man, I, I feel lucky that, that the, the neck condition was, was finally discovered because, like like you said, I've been playing football since I was nine years old, and that, that's for 15 years, and I've delivered a lot of big hits, and I've been hit uh, a lot of times. And 
for me to be able to walk away from the game in good health, knowing the ramifications that I had due to my, uh, you know, spine condition, I'm, I'm just blessed. And any, at any point in my career, something bad could have happened. And God allowed me to play not only high school ball, but college ball, and then made it to the, the highest of levels, the National Football League. And I got a chance to not only play for three years, but start my start for a year and play in about 50 games and start in 15 of them. And, I mean, I lived a dream that a lot of people, you know, wish they could live. And I was able to do that even though it was cut short and I didn't want it to end that, the way it did. When I look back and reflect on it, I mean, I can't complain at all. I mean, I got a chance to, to live and nobody to be able to – I got a chance to live my dream, one of my dreams out. That's something nobody can take away from me, me, you know, playing the National Football League. We're speaking with former Ravens linebacker Zach Orr on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at Talk of Fame Net. And Zach, I want to take you back in time a little bit to when you were a senior at DeSoto High School in Dallas. I was told you saw a teammate who was carted off the practice field with a spinal cord injury, and, and that injury left him paralyzed. Just wondering, what impact did that have on you? Oh, man, it, it had a big impact, not just only on me, but the whole community, the whole school. And just to see, you know, our brother that we was going out playing the game of football each and every day, and it just looked like a routine hit that you see every day on the, on the football field. And to see him not get up and have to get carted and, caught it away and then to see how it changed not only, you know, our lives and, and the football life, but more importantly him and his his family lives, um, it really put things in perspective and, you know, me looking back on that now is, you know, I'm very fortunate that that's that's not me right now. And even though uh Corey the guy it happened to, he has a great attitude about everything and you you can't find a better person to go through that situation. But it is definitely something that you know, has major effects on, on the family and, and those around you. Zach, the NFL Combine's coming up. The top 334 draft eligible players have been invited to Indianapolis for job interviews. You were not one of those 334 when you were senior, but then neither was Julian Edelman, Tom Brady's go-to guy, or OCU Minori, a Pro Bowl pass rusher with the Giants, or Latavius Murray, who became a 1,000-yard rusher with the Raiders. What advice would you give NFL hopefuls who did not get invited to the Combine? And I'll tell them just to to block the noise out and use it as motivation. I know for myself is when I went invited to the combine, I, I watched the combine every single day, and I did feel like I should have been out there, but I used it as motivation to go even that much harder in my workout, that much harder in my harder in my dieting, just my my preparation of you know hopefully getting that shot, you know, because even though you didn't get invited to the combine, it's a chance for you to to showcase what you can do, whether that's your pro day. And then if you're fortunate enough, if you go undrafted like I did and get signed, get opportunity to come in and get signed by a team, you have to make sure that you're prepared. So you can't be in a funk and mull over not getting invited to the combine let that affect your preparation because you have to be ready whenever that moment presents itself because you might only get one chance to show your, showcase yourself you know, to, to the National Football League. And you have to make sure you're ready and – put on a good show. So don't get down. There's it's plenty of people that didn't get invited to the combine that made names for themselves in the, in the NFL. And, you know, of course, everybody wants to be invited to it because you, you grow up watching it and everything. But it's not the end of the world. And you'll hopefully you'll be blessed with the opportunity to showcase yourself and just make sure that you're ready for the opportunity. As an undrafted college free agent, 
Zach, you, you could have shopped yourself to the best team you wanted, the highest bidder, or, or go anywhere you wanted. Baltimore already had a first-round draft pick of C.J. Mosley on the depth chart at inside linebacker. Uh, so I'm just kind of wondering why did you choose them? Because a lot of guys would have probably looked at that situation and said, well, I don't need to go there. I'll go someplace where it looks like yeah, well, the, openings. Yeah, the, the crazy thing is I, I didn't hear from the Ravens pretty much at all through the whole little pre-draft process. And during the beginning of the seventh round, a scout named Lonnie Young called me from the Baltimore Ravens, and he pretty much described me to myself to a T. He described me perfectly as a, as a, as a young man and as a football player. And he told me, he was like, if you come in here and be Zach Orr, you're going to make this football team. And for some reason, I just felt that confidence, that belief in him, and something just felt right. I just felt that connection by talking on the phone with him. for only It was only on the phone for two minutes. And I got on the phone with my agent and said, hey, Baltimore called me, and I want to go there. And I didn't, I didn't care about the other bidders, the other teams. And there was a lot of teams that contacted me after that as well. But I was just sold on Baltimore because it was just, uh, something that told me in my gut feeling that this was a place for me to be in. I could tell that the, uh, Mr. Lonnie did his, his homework and it just made me comfortable. And it, some told me this is where you're supposed to be at. You're supposed to be a Baltimore Raven. And everything worked out for the better. Hey, Zach, what are you going to miss most about being away from the NFL, about not playing the NFL? Oh, man, just the the game day. No, nothing. I don't think anything is going to be able to replace walking out, walking out of the tunnel or, you know, walking out of the locker room with the teammates in front of thousands of fans and just that feeling, that, that shot of adrenaline that you get going out there knowing that all the work you put in throughout the week with your teammates, that you're going to go to battle against another team to see who's better on that day. And, I mean, that's just the ultimate level of competition, just the competitiveness of the National Football League. I don't think anything in life can replace that competitiveness. But uh, that's what I'm going to miss the most, just that and then just the friendships and the camaraderie that you build man it's, it's so many it's, it's actually a, a fraternity the national football league is and you get to meet so many guys and from different backgrounds and different stories and it's just it's just real neat and unique so that, that's definitely what I'll, I'll definitely miss most is the competitiveness the camaraderie of the national football league and and just going out to battle with my teammates each and every Sunday. Hey, Zach, we're out of time, but thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's a great story you've got, and, and, and best of luck going forward. Oh, no problem. Thank you all for having me. Thank you. That was former Baltimore Ravens linebacker Zach Orr. Coming up next, you're going to hear about another former linebacker. That would be linebacker Leroy Jordan of the Dallas Cowboys, why he belongs in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Housing values nationwide have risen by more than 6% year over year. Quicken Loans has smart ways to help you take advantage of your home's rising equity. In fact, you could take cash out to consolidate debt. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. There are five times more hires made through Indeed.com than any other job site. Imagine a lottery that had five times more winners. A Sunday with five times more touchdowns. When you're hiring, it makes five times more sense to use Indeed. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com credit. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. Big Mo Case on here. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is certified smokeified. Eight hour smoke brisket, certified beefified. 10-hour smoke pulled pork, certified hawkified. Applewood smoked bacon, certified bacon fine. And the Smokehouse Seasoned Crust and Tangy Barbecue Sauce, certified smokeified. And what's better than three smoked meats on one pizza? This certifiable price. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is only nine bucks. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then we're tired. Get out. Tell you what I'm going to start telling you. Talk of Fame Network, sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. More details? Go go to Geico.com. And you know what? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago, and I should go to a speech therapist. Hey, listen, as voters on the Pro Football Hall of Fame, as we are, we want to congratulate the Black College Football Hall of Fame inductees who were enshrined in Atlanta last weekend. And they include quarterback Parnell Peter Dickinson, wide receiver Harold Jackson, coach Billy Joe, defensive lineman Gary Big Hands Johnson, and Robert Porsche, and linebacker Isaiah Robertson. Yeah, I'm glad to see Harold Jackson getting some recognition from a Hall of Fame for his career. He's been overlooked by Canton, even though he's a former NFL receiving champion, a 10,000-yard career receiver, but with no rings. He's never been in the room to be discussed. You know, T.O. ought to consider the Harold Jacksons, Harold yeah. Carmichaels, and Drew Pearsons before he starts running his mouth while being snubbed by Canton. Yeah, I'm glad to see Billy Joe get recognized, too, because after that ode... I thought, boy, this guy should get in some Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, hey, uh, Ron, I, I, I covered yeah. Big Hands. Big Hands Johnson, you know what? I, I, in San Diego, I was there for a half a season. Aside from being a terrific yeah, There was a couple player, times he guy. wanted to put his big hands around your neck, didn't he? Yeah, sometimes right? he did. Sometimes you do, too. Um, <laughs> but um, he, had, he, had, he had his hands, hands tied with his family, and you can look it up. If you look in the Chargers media guy from that year, it listed Gary Big Hands Johnson's wife as Little Hands and his child as baby hands <laughs> <laughs> god i love that anyway that um well great. one guy who should be in the pro football hall of fame at least according to our rick goslin is former dallas linebacker leroy jordan who we're going to have on the show next week but goose wrote about him this week on our website talkoffamenetwork.com and goose stage is yours man i mean what makes leroy jordan hall of fame worthy about telling us well, Leroy Jordan was a great college player who became a great pro player. He was a first-team All-America at Alabama in 1962. He was named the MVP of the Orange Bowl in his final college game when he made 31 tackles against Oklahoma. He became the sixth overall pick of the 63 draft by the Cowboys, and that summer played on the college all-star team that upset the world champion Green Bay Packers. You know, he, Jordan uh, stepped in as a weak side linebacker for the Cowboys as a rookie, moved to the middle in 1965 after Jerry Tubbs retired. He went on to five Pro Bowls, retired as a franchise all-time leading tackler with twelve, with more than 1,200. He also came up with a whopping 50 takeaways on 32 interceptions and 18 fumble recoveries. Ray Lewis is the only middle linebacker in NFL history with more career takeaways at 51. 
What's most impressive about Jordan's productivity is his size or lack of it. He stood in the middle of the Dallas Doomsday defense at 6'1", 220 pounds. Yet he was a top tackler on units that led the NFL in run defense five times in seven seasons. And that was during an era when football was played on the ground, not in the air. But Leroy had the misfortune of, of having a career that ran almost concurrently to that of Dick Butkus. It's difficult to make Pro Bowls and All-Pro teams when Butkus was penciled in as the NFL-NFC middle linebacker every year from 1965 through 1972. Twice Butkus was named Defensive Player of the Year, and he's voted the NFL All-Decade teams of both the 1960s and 70s. That didn't leave much acclaim for the other talented middle linebackers of that era. Tommy Nobis, Bill Berge, Mike Curtis, and Jordan, all were multiple Pro Bowl selections who remained on the outside looking in at Canton. Jordan was enshrined in the College Football Hall of Fame, however. Uh, d- during his career with the Cowboys, he went to the playoffs 11 times, won 10, FC, 10 NFC East titles, went to seven NFC title games, and three Super Bowls. His credentials need a longer look from the Hall of Fame selection committee. I uh, tend to agree with you there, Goose, so here's the question. Tommy Nobis, Bill Berge, Mike Curtis, or Leroy Jordan? Who's your pick behind Dick Butkus? For that era? Yes, sir. Willie Lanier. Who Ooh. played in AFL? You know, he, and he's a guy who has been recognized with a Boston Canton. You know, Novus was an all-decade player. Curtis, Jordan, Bergie were great players. They just got overshadowed by the, the hype of Novus coming out and the greatness of Butkus. Hey, Goose, man, I want to ask you a straightforward question. Be honest here. I mean, yeah. you look at those Cowboys, Drew Pearson, Cliff Harris, Leroy Jordan, Chuck Holly. none of them's in the Hall of Fame. Do you right. believe there was or is a, an anti-Cowboy bias? I think at one point there was. Uh, I, th- I think the board has turned over considerably since then. Yeah, they're only, they, that team went to four or five Super Bowls in the 70s. They only had five players in. The, two of them came in as senior candidates when I got on the board. But th- they deserve more. You got, you got 11, 11 Raiders, nine Steelers, and, and you had five modern-era Cowboys. Now, that, that team was shortchanged. Well, you're right about those Steelers. <laughs> and no Ron Borges. <laughs> There's the whistle that the first half is nearly over. So, Goose, you got the two-minute drill. Let's get to it. Who staged the best comeback in February, the Patriots or Moonlight? The New York Times. I both needed a fumble to win, but I say the Patriots came from further back. Who was the worst closer in February, Kyle Shanahan or Warren Beatty? I'd be fade down away. Shanahan. At least Warren Beatty admitted his mistake. Who took the biggest PR hit in February, Price Waterhouse or the Pro Football Hall of Fame Selection Committee? Uh, that would be Sean Spicer. Uh, that would be the selection committee. We're still getting pummeled. <laughs> <laughs> Will Los Angeles ever become La La Land for the Chargers? Only if Damien Chazelle buys the team. I'd say it's much more likely it becomes No Man's Land. Stan Kroenke, Stan Musial, or Stan Makita? Stan Laurel. Look, Stan's the man. coming. But only Stan Makita, charter member of the scooter line, appeared in Wayne's World. Scooter That's line. right. That's right. Like Oklahoma running back Joe Mixon was not invited to the combine because of his off-the-field issues. He may be the best running back in the draft. How many rounds will he be punished on draft day? There'll be none, Goose, because Dallas will take him in the first. But they don't need one, so I would say three rounds. Who is the best non-combine player ever? Wes Welker, O.C. Menorah, or Julian Edelman? Antonio Gates. He was playing hoops. O.C. He did it without Tom Brady's help. Besides the NFL Combine, what's the best thing about Indianapolis in March? Breakfast at Shapiro's and breakfast on Dave McGinnis. 
Shrimp's cocktail at St. Elmo's with the fiery sauce. The NFL was very generous with the Seattle Seahawks, awarding them two compensatory picks in the third round of the 2017 draft. If you're Pete Carroll, how do you spend them? Okay, one should be a guy who can call a run from the one, and the other should be someone who knows when he's hurt. I would say you spend it in search of another beast mode instead of least mode, which is what they had last season. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers says Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. Is he one smart guy or someone who never studied history? Uh, he's someone who is just inducted into Mensa. Yeah, I would see very likely he's both. <laughs> Nick Mangold went to seven Pro Bowls for the Jets, but was released this week. How many Pro Bowls does the center need for job security? Eight. I would say it depends on how much money he's making. <laughs> that is the end of our first hour, but stay where you are. Coming up, we have super agent Tom Condon, as well as Texas Tech quarterback and likely first-round draft pick Patrick Mahomes. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Hi, this is Morton Anderson, and you're listening to Rick, Ron, and Clark of the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Over 3 million businesses use Indeed.com for hiring. Five times more hires are made through Indeed than any other job site. By creating the easiest, most effective hiring experience, we help businesses find great new people every day. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying out one of those standing desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms still for a great low price. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. The Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com, and you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Welcome back to our number two of the Talk of Fame Network. Coming up, you're going to hear from Texas Tech quarterback Patrick Mahomes, who's in Indianapolis for the annual scouting combine, and you're going to hear from us, too, as 
we try to shed some light on that combine. But first, first Ed Garvey, the first executive director of the NFLPA, passed away last week at the age of 76 back home in his native Wisconsin. And his death really barely registered a blip on the national scale. And, and for those of us who cover the 82 NFL strike, that, that really seemed unfair. And so we've asked someone who knew Ed to join us, and, and that would be Tom Condon, a 12-year NFL player and former NFLPA president, who today, of course, is one of the most powerful agents in football and who can help put Ed Garvey's place in NFL history in perspective. Tom, welcome back to the show. Thank you, fellas. Always nice to get, get a chance to talk with you guys. Well, Tom, as you know, we go all the way back to the almost to the start. Uh, I do actually sadly go back to the start. You almost made it. Could you tell us your first, uh, the first time you met Ed Garvey? What did you think? <laughs> uh, let's see. I had been the alternate rep in Kansas City, and then I just was elected the player rep in about 1979, and went to the first player rep meeting, and uh, had never met Ed Garvey before. And I went with uh, Terry Steve, who was the guard from the, for the old St. Louis uh, Cardinals. And the two of us went together. And, uh, and as we showed up, uh, a couple of the San Diego Charger offensive linemen were there. And there was a bunch of other uh, offensive linemen around that we knew. And they said, hey, we're having, a, we're having a, a meeting. And I said, okay. They said, so we want you guys to join in. I said, all right. I said, what are we going to talk about? They said, we're going to talk about that we're going to oust Ed Garvey. And I thought, oh, my God, I haven't been here 10 minutes, and we're getting ready to, to try to fire somebody. <laughs> so at the, uh, by the time they finished explaining to us uh, how come and why and all of that, um, I said, uh, Terry Steve said to me, what do, you, what do you think we ought to do, Kondo? And I said, well, I said, we don't know Ed Garvey. We've never met him before. And uh, he's not a football player, and he never played. And these guys are all our friends, and they're all offensive linemen, and we've known them for a long time. I said, I think we go with them. And so he said, okay. In the meantime, of course, Gene Upshaw gets wind of this and redoes the room. And by the time that we're uh, taking the vote for Ed, um, you know, we've only got uh, eight votes on our side. And we were, of course, supposed to have had 17. So the, uh, uh, so my, my first encounter with Ed was that I tried to fire him, and now I've got to hang around with him. And um, as a matter of fact, at the end of that time, Upshaw walked up to me and said, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna put you on the executive committee, and I said, "What's the executive committee?" And he said, "It's the policy making body for the union, as well as the negotiating team." And I said, "Were were you in the room there when I voted against Ed?" And he said, "We need a dissident, and you're our guy." Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that you was got my to... first. Uh, but I'll I'll tell you what. Uh, and I, I don't mean to just go on. If you've got another question for me, I'm happy to stop. But go ahead. Go I, I, ahead. Would I would tell you that my opinion of Ed from that time forward was uh, uh, just completely different. I mean, he was he was as smart and as passionate a guy uh, for our cause as uh, as I'd ever been around. And uh, it was, I'll tell you, it was it, it, it was exciting to be in the room in the negotiating table when we were going to listen to him speak and, uh, and to argue, excuse me, argue with the NFL guys about the different particular points. Uh, obviously, it was the, uh, the main focus was 55% of the gross revenue. Pretty ambitious. And, uh, but nevertheless, yeah, he was, uh, and so he, I think that really he was the driving force for the NFL Players Association to go from just being a blip to, uh, to an organization that you actually had to reckon with. And uh, as a matter of fact, um, you know, my connection to him 
really went back to my rookie year in 1974 because he um, led the players out on strike, and it, but it was a preseason strike. And it was interesting to watch how the organization grew and how Ed became a, a, a better leader as he, as he had more experience and went through this thing. But in 74, they did a preseason strike, and you know, the NFL just shrugged their shoulders. And, and, uh, and ultimately, all of the veterans came back in, and nobody even missed a, you know, the first regular season game. Um, and they didn't get very much out of that 74 strike. Um, the second strike, of course, was 1982. And um, I was proud to say that, uh, that I, I was a, uh, an executive committee member. And, um, and we, when we stayed out 57 days, there was a two-year education process that Ed put in place. It was his concept. And, and, uh, and it, was, it was amazing because, you know, we've got, oh, I don't know, 1,700 or 1,800 NFL players. And, uh, and he, he's providing enough basic information so that everybody has a real understanding of what we're fighting about and why we're going out on strike and what we should expect to, to, to gain at the end. And uh, it was a massive undertaking. Um, he used to bring speakers in um, from the uh, labor unions, and, and, uh, and, and he was an extraordinarily bright guy. Tom, you, like I said, you came in the NFL in the mid-'70s, Garvey was there. What, what was like, life like for the players before you actually got some teeth as a union in the 80s? Well, until until really, uh, you know, things got better after 1982. But uh, but even then, until 1993, when the, when we ended up winning the free agency trial, and the settlement of that trial was the new collective bargaining agreement, which included free agency and the salary cap. I mean, basically, when you finished your contract, and this occurred for all of my 12 years, when you finished your contract, your choices were. You were going to re-sign with your own team if they wanted you, or you had to go get a different job because there wasn't any free agency. And so when your contract was over, you either re-signed with your own team or they cut you or they traded you. But the player didn't have any choice in any of those matters. So that part of it was pretty tough. The other was that the compensation wasn't you know, terrific either. Um, gosh, I, I know my first year I made $18,000 and – I think that uh, my last year it was 190. Wow. Wow. So things speaking. have changed pretty dramatically. <laughs> yeah, I like that yeah. math. Um, we're speaking with Tom Condon on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or on Twitter, at, at Talk of Fame Net. And, Tom, uh, since you mentioned Ed Garvey as the driving force for the NFLPA, um, I'll ask you a sort of a logical question. What's his legacy? I mean, is this a stretch if I say he's the Marvin Miller pro football? Is that too much of a stretch? Well, Marvin successfully held, held uh, the players out for a year and certainly had a massive reputation and well-deserved. Um, and I think that uh, Ed certainly deserves to be uh, considered in, in, in that category. Um, I mean, we we're really fortunate because not only did we have Ed Garvey as our executive director, but we had Gene Upshaw as our president. Um, and then, of course, after the strike was over, um, Ed decided that, that he was going to walk away, and uh, and he did so. And, and Gene was um, uh, nominated and elected unanimously. And 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 then of course under uh, under Gene's leadership, we went through the '93 trial. And and so yes, Ed and Gene were you know driving forces and and had a dramatic effect on the uh, on the all NFL players. 
Tom, Ed once said in an interview that, uh, that he got asked all the time after he left football, are you the guy who screwed up baseball? And he said, I'd always say, no, 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 I'm the guy who screwed up football. Uh, to me, he's the, <laughs> you know, he's the guy who coined those phrases, no freedom, no football, 55% of the right. gross. And the fact of the matter is, it appears to me, and I'd like to get your opinion, that he was right on both those scores. And at the end, to a great extent, you did get freedom, uh, and to a great extent, uh, you did get the 55% of the gross. Was he just ahead of his time? There was no question that, uh, that he had a vision and, uh, and, that, and that he was a, uh, he was a driving force. And he was an extraordinarily bright guy. I just remember the first negotiation we went through, um, and Jack Donlin was sitting on the other side of the, across from Ed. And uh, Ed, Ed might have talked uh, uninterrupted for 30 minutes. And I thought, wow, this guy is unbelievable. He's, he, he, was, he, he was so extraordinarily bright. And uh, when, when he was finished, I thought, well, what the heck is Jack possibly going to say in response to that? And uh, and Jack looked at him and said, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, "That's Which, it." No. <laughs> <laughs> Which Jack could do very well. Um, Tom, yep. unfortunately, unfortunately, we're going to have to say now because we've got to leave now. The clock is ticking. But as always, thanks so much for the time and, and thanks for filling us in on Ed Garvey. Really appreciate it. Okay, fellas, always a pleasure. Thanks, Tom. That was Tom Condon. Going up, we're going to try to put the NFL scouting combine into perspective. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Over 3 million businesses use Indeed.com for hiring. Five times more hires are made through Indeed than any other job site. By creating the easiest, most effective hiring experience, we help businesses find great new people every day. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Simple Green. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green. Simple Green. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Changes in Washington are not only affecting the nation's economy, but your family's as well. Quicken Loans can show you how to take cash out of your home to pay off credit card debt or invest in home improvements. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 3030. Big Mo Case on here. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is certified smokeified. Eight-hour smoked brisket, certified beefified. Ten-hour smoked pulled pork, certified hogified. Applewood smoked bacon, certified bacon fine. And the Smokehouse seasoned crust and tangy barbecue sauce, certified smokeified. And what's better than three smoked meats on one pizza? This certifiable price. The new Smokehouse pizza from Little Caesars is only nine bucks. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. 
Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Hey, Rick Gosselin. Yes, sir. You can see through the smoke on the water. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? means we got to get this show done so we can get on the phone. <laughs> Smart man. You are right. Means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago with Rick Gosselin. So let's get the show on the road. Come on, guys. Hey, coming up, as we mentioned, will be the nation's leading passer, and that would be Texas Tech quarterback Patrick Mahomes. You know what, Goose? I always wanted to speak to someone who threw over 80 passes in a game with something like 88, something like that. Unreal. Clark, it's coming to an NFL stadium near you in the very near future. Jamison Winston threw 58 passes in a game this season. Derek Carr threw 59, and Tom Brady threw 62 in the Super Bowl. Those 80 pass games are coming. Trust me, they're coming. Well, I guess I'll be there. Uh, Patrick, of course, is going to be at the NFL scouting combine this week. In fact, he's there as we speak, and that is where virtually everyone who expects to be drafted will be this weekend. However, and I say a big however, Gooseman, as you noted in this week's poll on our website, and that would be talkofamenetwork.com, there are plenty, and I mean plenty of guys who've gone on to great careers without a combine invite, right? Yeah, when I was spending my Februarys at the combine, I would write a column on the best player not at Indy. I'd call that player from the combine each year and ask him about a snub. One year I called Wes Welker. His omission puzzled me. He was Texas Tech's all-time leading receiver with 250-some catches. He returned an NCAA record eight career kicks for touchdowns and also won the most hit the Tupu Award as the nation's best special teams player. He was both puzzled and hurt by the slight, but said he'd use it as incentive. Did he ever? He yeah. wound up with 900 career catches, three NFL receiving titles, five Pro Bowl appearances before those concussions. Short in his career. Goose. He's on the ballot this week, as is Antonio Gates, James Harrison, Julian Edelman, a bunch of guys. Goose, would Wes Welker have picked up that phone if he knew it was Ron Borges on the other end? <laughs> Wes Welker loves us Texas guys. <laughs> Ron, go. not a Texas guy. Well, if you want to vote on that group that Goose just mentioned and who's the best that group, the polls are open. So vote. You have no reason not to. Um, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, and click on one of the candidates. It's easy. Trust me, it's easy. Ron, I noticed you weren't invited to the Combine this year, so... Uh, you going to miss it? I know Goose is. You going to miss it? You know, to a degree. I mean, I don't, I don't miss what it's turned into, uh, which is another media circus, as Goose pointed out earlier. I do miss what it once was, you know, that sort of small but hearty group of 
what I consider very knowledgeable football writers freezing their asses off in the hotel lobby <laughs> looking for a chair. Yeah, and, right. uh, you know, I would lurk. You know, I was a lurk. You know, I'd lurk. And, like, you know, Clark would get up to scratch his butt. <laughs> Boom, I'm in his chair. You know, Sorry, <laughs> thought you left the room. Uh, you know, that was part of the fun. And uh, Until the there were no was, chairs. <laughs> Until yeah, no chairs. exactly. Then they took them all out. Everybody <laughs> was standing around. Uh, but, you know, the other thing was uh, you just don't get as much knowledge uh, anymore. Hmm. You know, you get orchestrated PR bull, frankly. Except after midnight, in which very at various local watering holes, tongues would become loosened, and then you could find something right. else. But uh, I, I miss just being with coaches, walking around, talking to them, listening to, listening to them, and, and really learning about football, which I don't think there's much of anymore. Well, Ron, I, I know this guy wasn't involved in our poll, but, but he could have been had the Patriots not gotten smart in the sixth round. But remember when Tom Brady showed up at the 2000 Combine? <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I watched him and I said, I could play in the NFL if that guy can. Yeah, I mean, he was skinny. You could you could time him with an hourglass, and, and he didn't have Giselle on his right arm. Boy, how times have changed. Oh, no, you're right. I mean, Rick, uh, Rich Eisen in, in loafers could have beat him in the 40th. It was just <laughs> unbelievable. But to me, that was that's a classic example of why the combine is overrated right. uh, beyond the medicals. You measure football players best uh, by watching them play football. Then you go to the NFL version of the Winter Olympics, and you discount everything you've seen for the past two or three mm-hmm. college football seasons because the guys memorized how to run around a bunch of cones. There's no cones on a football field, only football players, and Tom Brady's one of them. Hey, Ron, let me crystallize it for you. Brady ran a 5-2-4-40 and had a vertical jump of 24 inches at the combine. I'd venture to say that, Ron, you could match those numbers today. <laughs> on the flip side... Giovanni Carmazzi, whom the 49ers drafted in third round ahead of the local boy Tom Brady, ran a 4.7440 with a vertical jump of 36 inches. He was clearly a better athlete than Brady, but just as clearly now, he was not the better quarterback. And that's how mistakes are made on draft day. Draft the best players, not the best athletes. How can you have a 24-inch vertical? Ask your quarterback. (laughs) My God, 24-inch vertical. 24, really? that's, that's two rulers. That's okay. not vertical, that's earthbound. Well, hey, <laughs> Ron, you, you want to draft Tom Brady or you want to draft Bob Beeman? <laughs> well, Bob Beeman, I would like Bob Beeman at the goal line because he leaped over everybody. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe Seattle should have plugged him in there. Yeah, um, right. They had won the Super Bowl if Bob Beeman was. was that's uh, right. Well, Goose, I mean, I, I guess this, this sort of begs a simple question. I mean, a lot has changed since you first started going. You mentioned you first started going in 91, uh, was it? Early 90s? Right. Um, but uh, aside from the medicals, Ron pointed out, I mean, is there any reason for prospective draft picks to be here? I mean, some of them work out until their pro days, which generally are a month later. So is there any reason to show up other than the medical? Well, the bottom line, it's a job interview. Each team gets to interview 40-plus players. Tough questions are asked. Those interviews are the most important step in the combine process. You know, as far as the workouts, the NFL wants to see how competitive you are. Mm -hmm. Do you opt not to run or not to throw? Uh, are you back away from competition? You know, football is all about competition. Competition on your team, competition outside of your team. You know, the NFL wants players who crave that competition. So it's in the best interest of the players to work out. If you have a poor workout, you can always fix it at your pro right. day. Teams always right. go with the players' best numbers uh, uh, when they when they draft them. Well, just to follow that up, have, have pro days compromised the value of, of the combine in any respect, do you think? No, it's because of the interviews. You, you get... You get to sit a kid down in front of your, your, your general manager, sometimes your owner, your head coach. Mm-hmm. They shoot questions out there. It's all about the job interview. It has nothing. You don't even need to put them on the field at the common. You can have pro days everywhere. It's all about what goes on in those hotel rooms. 
See, I, I tend to disagree. I, I think this is a thing that may have, to a great extent, although not totally, outlived its usefulness. Look, they interviewed they, they interviewed Aaron Hernandez. The guy turned out to be a triple murderer. He didn't <laughs> seem to pick it up when they interviewed him. You know, so uh, uh, you know, and, and I think that's particularly true for big time program players. You know, they're so prepared for this sort of stuff. I think it's still important for smaller school guys uh, like that, or guys who fell through the cracks, because and. and uh, then I, th- I, I think it helps those guys. But for the higher echelon guys, I think they, if they all said no and just went to their pro days, I don't think it would really... Well, maybe the Patriots should have asked him, do you believe in capital punishment? Maybe that was a mistake that <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, or how about this? <laughs> what do all those tats mean, man? <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, Goose, you have but, a favorite but, combine but story? the point is, on, on Hernandez, he was a first-round talent, went in the fourth yeah, round. Yeah, that's right. That's so right. It did. That's it, right. The, the interview did impact his draft standing. Right. Well, especially um, when he came in twirling at 45. That made him pretty nervous. <laughs> might do it. Gooseman, you have a favorite combine story? Yeah, back in the early days when there were just a handful of us and no PR types, you needed to get lucky to get a player. You'd grab huh? him as you walking through the lobby or into the hotel. But at the 93 combine, we got lucky and got Jerome Bettis on the first day. Every day thereafter, he'd come into the lobby at the headquarter hotel and ask us, do you need anything? On more than a few occasions, we'd ask him for a player, and Jerome would bring him out. That's why Jerome Bettis is a charter member of the NFL Ron, Combine Hall of Fame. Ron, is that your <laughs> definition of getting lucky? <laughs> wow, that's pretty lucky, i got to say. Uh, I'll give you my, can I give you my least favorite Combine story? Yeah, sure. You guys were part of it? Yours truly dragging himself up the little hill to the embassy suites every day for three days as you two guys kept saying, man, you don't look very good. Man, you don't look very good. And it turned out I had a torn patella tendon. And I had to go down Sunday morning to the Patriots doctor who looked at me on a rubbing table between two linemen who were looking at me like, dude, you're the oldest looking kid I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm looking at you right now, Ron. You don't look very good. <laughs> uh, I mentioned Texas Tech quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Is there in Indianapolis? Well, we're going to be speaking with him right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. This is Jason Taylor, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Over 3 million businesses use Indeed.com for hiring. Five times more hires are made through Indeed than any other job site. By creating the easiest, most effective hiring experience, we help businesses find great new people every day. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com credit. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green, Simple Green. 
Hi, Tom Bodette. Call me old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms of Motel 6. Totally updated with all-new everything, still at a great low price. It's like modern art, only it looks good and has a point. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO. Where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Patrick Mahomes needs no introduction where Goose comes from, and that would be the great state of Texas. As the starting quarterback for Texas Tech, Patrick threw for an NCAA record time, 734 yards. Yeah, true, in one game last season. He also had a record 819 yards in offense. One game. Led the country in passing yards, total offense, and total touchdowns en route to walking off with a Sammy Baugh Award, which, of course, is given annually to the nation's top collegiate passer. Patrick will be in Indianapolis this week for the annual scouting combine. But first, well, first, he's been good enough to spend some time with us. Patrick, thanks for stopping by. No, thank you all for having me. First of all, let's get to a simple question. Uh, you're a junior. Why come out now rather than staying in school? No, it was a thing where I talked to my family and my friends and Coach Kingsbury and really, really thought it was the best decision for me. I always wanted to be a professional athlete since I was a little kid, and that was always the dream of mine. And being a professional football player since I started playing football, it was a dream of mine. And I saw, I mean, I saw the opportunity, and I wanted to further my knowledge of the game, take my game to the next level, and try to succeed and try to execute and do it the best I can. And I mean, it's it's worked out well so far. I've learned so much in this short amount of time. I'm just looking forward to learn more as I go. Patrick, there have been some great college quarterbacks at Tech. B.J. Simons, Sonny Cumbie, and Graham Harrell all rank among the top eight NCAA single-season passing uh, records of all time, as do you. But none of your three predecessors ever went on to start a game in the NFL. Is that a perception you have to fight through this draft season? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just a perception I have to break. It's uh, I mean, something that I mean, they're gonna, it's going to be a knock on me. I came from a spread system, but... It, if you watch the NFL nowadays, a lot of teams go to. I've gone to the spread a lot more, and as well as I've really been working on my footwork and everything like that to make make sure I break that mold. I mean, it, I mean, it's really something where I'm trying to be that guy that breaks the mold for everybody else to get into the league and do their thing. And uh, I mean, it, it, it's something that I just work on every single day, knowing I'm gonna have those doubts and knowing that uh, I have to break it. Break it. Your coach Cliff Kingsbury was drafted by the Patriots and won a Super Bowl ring with them. He spent three seasons in the NFL, so he knows what succeeds at the quarterback position at that level. How did you benefit playing for a coach with that NFL experience and know-how? I mean, definitely his work ethic. I mean, you could tell that he was an NFL player. He'd get there at 4 in the morning to work out before everybody else did, and he'd be watching film all day long. And just how he, how he looked at the game and how he really was fully invested was the first thing that I, I kind of witnessed as an NFL uh, retired guy who played in the NFL. And then... After that, his knowledge of the game, and he always teaches me the, the little tricks, the how to read coverage, the how to break the play down and draw it up and make it into our offense, and what to look for before the play. I mean, that, that, that little stuff like that is what's really helped me translate well into this NFL systems I'm learning. We're speaking with Texas Tech standout Patrick Mahomes on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at talkoffamenet. And Patrick, your dad, uh, who is Pat Mahomes, of course, spent 11 years pitching in the major leagues. Now, you're an accomplished pitcher yourself. 
You're drafted in 2014 by the Tigers. That would be Goose's favorite team. Why didn't you follow in your dad's footsteps? And what is it about football that you like over baseball? I mean, it, it was a hard decision, definitely. I mean, I loved, I loved baseball coming out, uh, for sure. But uh, and I started playing football, and I really fell in love with the game hard, fast and hard. And I, I wanted to see where it took me. And I'd only really been playing on varsity quarterback for two years, knew I could get a lot better, knew Coach Kingsbury was going to give me the best best quarterback I could be. And I, was, I, said, Let, I said, let's do it. Let's go play football. And uh, it was the best decision I ever made. I mean, I really just got after it, and, and I've just gotten better and better each year, and I, ho- I hope to get better as I go. And, I mean, just the challenges that you face as a quarterback, having all that pressure on you, having the chance to win and lose football games, I mean, I love that stuff. And I, I love having that and being the, the guy that has to command, command the team, being the guy that has to be the leader on the team. I mean, it's something that I just always love since I was a little kid. Now you talked about Cliff's work ethic, and, of course, we've all heard the, the tremendous work ethic of Tom Brady. How much of being a successful quarterback is preparation? Uh, I mean, it, it's almost the most important thing you get to do. I mean, it pretty much is, actually. And uh, it's something that he, Tom Brady is the definition of it. He's going to know exactly what you're doing before you do it. And, I mean, that's, being a quarterback, you got to know these things. Everybody's fast. Everybody's talented. Everybody's big on the, in the NFL. And you have to just find those little edge, being prepared, knowing what, what, what play they're running, knowing what covers they're in. I mean, that's the stuff you get to know. And that's what makes you great. I mean, it's the preparation, knowing the, having your fundamentals down. I mean, that's something that you have to be great at to be a great NFL quarterback. Well, Patrick, speaking of preparation, you've got to prepare for the combine this week, and I understand you're going to do everything but the bench press. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. How do you prepare for the combine? Uh, what have you been been doing the last few weeks, and, and how big a deal is it to you? What do you expect to accomplish there? I mean, really, I'm just going to go in, and go in there, and just, first off, just, I mean, Kill all the kill all the interviews. Talk to all these teams and kind of just show them that I I, I know what I'm talking about and that I did a lot of different stuff at Tech and it's not the typical spread system. I mean that's just be the first thing I do is just talk to the teams and get relationships with the with the coaches and try to show them that I I can be the guy I can be their franchise quarterback if I, and hopefully in the future. And then I mean after that I mean it's all about the the physical running all checking all the boxes running all the things really just going out there and. Uh, Showing that I, I'm a great athlete as well, and I can throw the ball and make every NFL throw possible. What part of this are you more, or for lack of a better word, concerned about? The, the physical preparation or the mental in terms of getting ready for the interviews? Um, are, do you think you're more prepared physically to, to go into this, or uh, are you a little more concerned about the, the aspect of having to handle interviews? I mean, I think I'm prepared for the whole thing, really. I mean, I, I've been out here training as hard as I can, and I know that I've given it all I could to, to be ready mentally and to be ready, be ready physically. I mean, the coaches out here, the Exos facility, I mean, they, they've got me ready physically. They've, got, they've made sure that I have, I can, I'm going to be doing my best in everything I've done. And uh, mentally, I mean, I've been working with a quarterback coach, and we've been doing footwork. We've been drawing up on the board. I mean, just doing stuff. A guy named Mike Shepard who's, who's coached in the NFL a long time, sure. and knows what, He's kind of prepared me uh, what to expect, and I mean, I feel like I'm ready for both of them, and I'm excited to get out there. You gonna throw? Yes, sir. I'm gonna throw for sure. Who are you working out with out there? I mean, as quarterbacks, there's a guy named Wes Lunt uh, from Illinois. He's kind of the guy we were working out. There's another guy here for a while named Cody Keith. There's uh, another quarterback that he transferred from ECU to New Mexico Highlands. But uh, I mean, we, we've really been getting after it. I mean, there's some great receivers out here. Uh, you got guys like Jabril Peppers out here. you got Solomon Thomas. you got a lot of good athletes out here. And uh, we're all I mean, competing, built some great relationships. I mean, it was all, it's been an awesome time. Well, Lee, Lee has got a tremendous track record with quarterbacks with first Sean draft picks. Is that why you went with him? Uh, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that was definitely a part of it. I mean, you know he knows what he's talking about. But for me, it was the biggest thing for me was he, he was all about the family, and he, and he was all about 
being a great role model and trying to be a role model for what he does. And he was someone I could I could learn from, and that was the biggest thing for me. I mean, everybody can 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 do all the agent side of the stuff. Can they be great role models? Can they worry about you after football and everything like that? And I felt like Lee was a perfect example for that. Patrick, I, I, I mentioned all these numbers that you put up. I didn't mention the 41 touchdowns this season, but I did mention the 734 yards passing one game. Also, you had a 66% completion rate in 2016, which was a career best. Uh, of all these numbers, and there's some gargantuan numbers that you put up, which is the most meaningful to you? Uh, I mean, that, none, none of the numbers really meant, meant a lot. I wish for me that it was about winning, the, winning more games. I wish we had won more games. Uh, all the numbers, I mean, they just come with it. I mean, just being around my teammates and having those relationships, building those memories was the most important for me. You know, Dak Prescott started right away. Carson Wentz started immediately. Do you expect to start? I mean, I, I, as an athlete, as a competitor, you, I want to start. But if, if, if I don't, I'm going to take it as being a backup. and I'm gonna act Like I'm a starter, I'm going to go out and work hard as I can, learn as much as I possibly can, and make sure I'm ready when I do get my chance. Hey, Patrick, have, have you sought advice from any others outside of Mike Shepard, obviously, and some of the people out in the California, but um, sought advice from any others on the on the combine, what to expect, um, what what you're going to be thrown uh, in terms of questions, things like that, uh, or, and are you nervous or anxious about it? I mean, uh, I've really just taken, I mean, the advice of my of Lee and all of them as well, and then I talked to Pastor Lynch a little bit, one of Lee's clients from last year, played quarterback who just went through this process. Right. And then as well as there's some guys here, like the Forrest Buckner, the Exos, that have kind of helped us learn uh, kind of what to expect and what to go, what we're going to go through. Well, Patrick, thanks so much for the time. Good luck at the Combine, and best of luck with your NFL career. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks, Patrick. That was Texas Tech quarterback Patrick Mahomes, who is the country's leading passer and possibly, well, no, maybe likely a first-round draft pick in this year's NFL draft. Coming up next... RNI Game Changers, and Dr. Data. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico.com. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Changes in Washington are not only affecting the nation's economy, but your family's as well. Quicken Loans can show you how to take cash out of your home to pay off credit card debt or invest in home improvements. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green, Simple Green. 
Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. I want to show you my first ever painting. Ooh, all right. Okay. Open your eyes. Oh, that's a lot of colors mm -hmm. <laughs> and shapes. So be honest. What do you think? Well, uh, I like how if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Here, why don't I hold your paintbrush while you call them? Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Just another reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, Gooseman, I guess we can file this one under Father Doesn't Know Best after Adrian Peterson's dad just stuck his nose in his son's business. I mean, that literally, he said, uh, the Vikings, yeah, you know what? You should try to keep Adrian Peterson, my son, uh, and keep him. Yeah, don't let him go keep him. Well, after he said that, the Vikings said, um, maybe not. We're not going to pick up his option for 2017. And it's really no surprise there. I mean, he was scheduled to earn something like $18 million. But uh, I know Rick Spielman, who's a friend of the show and also the GM of the Vikings, said he would continue to have conversations with Adrian Peterson. Goose, if you're Rick Spielman, how does that conversation go? I would say your dad says you want to stay a Viking. How much are you willing to play for? And uh, when he gives it too high a figure, he's on the road. Yeah. And, and at 31, that's going to be tough. I mean, it's running back who's near the end of the line. Be curious to see what happens there because um, Adrian Pearson, as we know, is, or at least he was, a game changer. And speaking of game changers, yeah. You like that, Ron? You like that segue? Yes, I do. Nice segue. Yeah. We have our own. We have our own Renai game changers, which <laughs> we introduce at this time each week. Even if there are no games, there are game changers. And Goose, give us yours. Go with former Michigan State great. Le'Veon Bell, who is single-handedly restoring respect. Here's the band. Here's the band. Restoring respect to the running back position in the NFL. The Steelers slapped a rear exclusive franchise tag on Bell, which means he will not be allowed to negotiate with any other team this offseason. That tag guarantees him a $12 million salary in 2017. He's the most complete running back in the NFL today. There is value in a talent like that, and the NFL is starting to re-recognize that. Hey, Goose, is that Morton Anderson, the head of that band? Yes, he was with the with the twirling the baton. Happy guy. He's a happy guy these days. Happy guy. Any chance that Michigan State has like a jazz combo or something? None. None. God Almighty. Well, my Renai game changer of the week was that accountant from Price Waterhouse when he was handed Warren Beatty the wrong envelope at the Oscars. That led to a bigger fumble than Matt Ryan in the Super Bowl. La La Land. I don't think so. That was a game changer. Um, I think I'm going to stay with football and go with Pittsburgh wide receiver Antonio Brown, who just gained a five-year extension value to something like $15 million per. Anyway, uh, the Steelers, I know, are known as a team that really throws money around, particularly mm -hmm. wide receivers. But guess what? They just did it here. And congratulations, Antonio Brown, because from now on, you can be known as Antonio Green. <laughs> Yes, sir. Remember when the Miami Hurricanes were known as the U yeah. through the 1990s and 2000 decades? The U sent blue chip players to the NFL by the scores. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Cortez Kennedy, Warren Sapp, Edron James, Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson, Ron Sky, Vince Wilfork. The Hurricanes had 26 players selected in the first round during a 2000 decade alone. 
10 more than any other school. If you wanted an impact player, you went to the U. No longer. The U is now Alabama. The Crimson Tide has had a player selected in the first round in eight consecutive drafts, the longest streak in college football today. Texas A&M is next with six. Alabama will make it nine drafts in a row this April with pass rushers Jonathan Allen and Tim Williams, tight end O.J. Howard, linebacker Reuben Foster, cornerback Marlon Humphrey, and offensive lineman Cam Robinson, all projected as top 32 picks. What a turnaround. Alabama only had three first-rounders in the entire 2000 decade. But since Saban's arrival in Tuscaloosa, it's been roll tide. Bama has had 17 first-round draft picks this decade, six more than anyone else. Miami, on the other hand, has had only three. Alabama has 10 players attending the, the Combine this weekend. Florida has eight. The SEC is clearly where it's at these days in the NFL scouting world. There have been 192 players selected in the first round this decade. 61 have come from the SEC. No one else is even close. The ACC is next with 36 first-rounders, followed by Pac-12 with 27 and the Big Ten with 25. So this draft should have a distinctive southern tint to it for good reason. That's where the players are. So, Goose, what, what's the cause of this? I mean, is this sort of a cyclical thing? I mean, once, uh, you know, the Big Ten used to be huge, then it was the Pac-10 was huge for a while. You mentioned the University of Miami, now the SEC. What's going on? Why suddenly the shift? Well, kids want to play on TV. SEC's got that uh, that TV package, warm weather. You know, Texas A&M goes to the SEC, and, and look, they bring their their squad of, of first-round draft picks in there. They're going to have the first pick of this draft in Miles Garrett. I mean, the SEC is loaded. That's where kids want to play, get on TV, and you get drafted. Well, there's the signal. We're almost out of time. So, Gooseman, you've got that two-minute drill. Let's get going. What's the first thing Sean McVay should do as head coach of the Los Angeles Rams? Finish high school. <laughs> Pray all day that Jared Goff isn't what he looked like last season. McVay's first coaching staff the Rams has 18 assistants. Bill Belichick has a staff of 14 with the Patriots. How much of a difference can those four extra coaches make? None if they're not named Tom Brady. <laughs> not enough. Less is more. Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott Ness, or Sam Elliott? That would be T.S. Elliott. In fact, he's so famous the Beatles dedicated a love song to him. T.S. I love you. T.S. Elliott, he must be in the NBA. I'm going from Mama Cass Elliott singing California Dreaming. Dallas Hall of Famers Tony Dorsett and Emmett Smith say Ezekiel Elliott hurdles too much when he's running the football. What advice would you give the NFL rushing champion? Talk to Ronaldo Skeets Nehemiah. <laughs> I would say listen to your elders. Mario Addison led the Panthers with nine and a half sacks this season. Now that Carolina has given him a new three-year, $22 million contract, can we expect his sack count to go up or down? Down, Gooseman. Call it complacency or call it Addison's. Same difference. I think it all depends on how often he's pushing the weights up or the Cristal bottle <laughs> down. <laughs> Khalil Mack or Von Miller coming off the edge? That'd be Von Miller. When I go to Von's grocery store, I never leave without a sack. Khalil Mack, younger guy with an attitude. And a Raider. Uh, oh, really? The Ravens say they are done with former first-round draft pick Matt Elam after his drug arrest last weekend. Is the NFL done with him as well? Nope. He'll head up the next Deflategate investigation. I would say his career has not gone up in smoke, despite his best efforts. 
I'm penciling in the Raiders Cowboys for the next Super Bowl. Who do you have? I got New England and the next idiot who can't call the right play. Well, once I agree with my friend in New York slash Connecticut. <laughs> Martellus Bennett, Cornelius Bennett, or Tony Bennett? Bennett Surf. I left my <laughs> Take the mic from Ron. Oh, wow. There I am. High up on a hill, me and Tony. <laughs> We want to thank Tony Bennett, Zach Orr, Patrick Mahomes, and Tom Condon for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, that'd be talkoffamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, look for us at this time and on this station next week. We'll be here, and we hope you will be too. Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. I want to show you my first ever painting. All right. Okay. Open your eyes. Oh, that's a lot of colors mm-hmm. <laughs> and shapes. So be honest. What do you think? Well, uh, I like how if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Here, why don't I hold your paintbrush while you call them? Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Many entrepreneurs love the flexibility that comes with owning their own business. Cabbage offers a line of credit of up to $100,000 with the flexibility small businesses need. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can use any amount you need when you need it. Cabbage has provided over $2.5 billion in funding to 90,000 small businesses and is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Go to cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Changes in Washington are not only affecting the nation's economy, but your families as well. Quicken Loans can show you how to take cash out of your home to pay off credit card debt or invest in home improvements. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Big Mo Case on here. The new Smokehouse Pizza from Little Caesars is certified smokeified. Eight-hour smoked brisket, certified beefified. Ten-hour smoked pulled pork, certified hogified. Applewood smoked bacon, certified bacon fine. And the Smokehouse seasoned crust and tangy barbecue sauce, certified smokeified. And what's better than three smoked meats on one pizza? This certifiable price. The new Smokehouse pizza from Little Caesars is only nine bucks. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax.